the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to the Disagree With Me podcast, podcast dedicated to considerate conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, and I am your host, as always, joined by Mr. Caleb Powers. Yo, yo. How you doing, man? I'm here on the ones and twos. Ones and twos. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You know? Yeah. Living life. Making it. That's that's all we can do. We're here for another episode. And if you're watching this on, on YouTube, you'll notice that my background is a little bit different because I moved since the last time we did an episode. See, like we we record these episodes like maybe once a month or like it's very infrequently. So a lot is in between. And like, that's why the background is different. Like one of these days we're going to get on here and I'm going to have a beard. And it's going to be great. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. But like the reason that what well, we have these, these big gaps is because we want to make sure we have people like actually come on the podcast and um, that we can have a considerate conversation with. And uh, believe it or not, it's sometimes it's hard to find people to disagree with that want to come on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I try to ask people and kind of be sneaky. Um, and so that's why I appreciate our, our guest for tonight, Haley Peterson, joining us. How you doing, Haley? Good. How are you? Well, good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. And uh, Haley, uh, you posted something on, on Facebook. And one thing that really stood out to me is specifically about, you know, social justice and what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, you 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 said on your on your Facebook post, you know, if you want to talk to these to me about these things, Facebook maybe isn't the best place to have these some of these conversations. And you offer to have a conversation with with people. And I asked if you want to have a conversation, and you said yes. And so here we are. So thank you for for coming on and being willing to do that. Yeah, no problem. I yeah. think I even put like I was like, uh, you know, if anyone wants my phone number, like I'm. I can call them or, you know, it's like much better way to have those types of conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that like Facebook, you can never have these conversations, but it's definitely is harder. Like it, you, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but like when I read something that someone types out on Facebook, like my first, when I read it, I'm like thinking that they're angrily like stomping. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so angry, like, and it's so different than when you're like talking to somebody in person, you can actually hear their voice and, and look at them and see that they're not like fuming when they type out a question or whatever. Yeah. So. Plus, um, right now I think Facebook's kind of just like overkill. So, I mean, I've had the app, so I have like a Facebook profile, but I've had mm -hmm. the app, um, deleted for like probably a month now, unless like I have to go back on it for a specific purpose. Um, I like redownload the app, log back in, get back on it because it's just not healthy. Um, and that's my opinion or that's how I feel about social media. Plus I don't have time for it, but yeah, it's pretty unhealthy right now. And overkill yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you on that. It's kind of a dumpster fire. <laughs> keeps me entertained sometimes. So I, yeah. <laughs> I tune in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation tonight about something that is making its way through social media and that is adding to the to the uh, the constant uh, I guess dumpster fire. I I don't want to use that word because I think it's it's good to have these conversations. But we're gonna be talking tonight about social justice, white privilege, uh, Black Lives Matter, etc. St stuff like that. Um, we stand on, on opposing sides of these of this. Uh, of this topic, um, Haley and I do. And, and how do you know? How do you know? Just from your Facebook post. I don't know. Maybe you changed your mind. <laughs> no, um, 
I would just say I'm, I'm open to change. I try to see both sides. I, um, also I feel as though I've maybe only made like a couple controversial posts. And other than that, if you like look through my full Facebook, I think, uh, to me, what I post is just pretty like normal. Um, for a while I was, especially at the beginning of all of this, I mean, I was bored in my house and going nuts and posting whatever my heart felt, but, um, one, I've slowed down and two, like, you know, I have taken some time to reflect and see opposing sides. So, okay. So, yeah. so, so maybe not disagree. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, we'll see. No, for yeah. real, like, cause one of the things, one of the, the goals of this podcast is yeah. Like if I'm wrong, I want to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that we come out of this, find the truth ultimately. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll ask you the first question. Like, do you believe that there is such a thing as white privilege then? Um, yes, I would okay. say my education has led me to believe that white privilege is a thing. Um, for what I go to school for, I read like a lot of data and a lot of stats and I have to do a lot of research um, about these types of topics. Like right before you called me, I was reading about a book um, about the Milwaukee area, an actual, like, um, what's it called? Not like a documentary. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's like a real book. It's a real thing, real lives. It's, um, and it's in the Milwaukee area and it's about people that get evicted. And these people are typically not white. And yes, the book does touch on people of, you know, that are white, but I, yeah, I do believe white privilege is a thing. Okay. And, and not, how, for, not for everyone. Okay. Like not for everyone, but for majority or a lot of people, I think until they can realize their white privilege or do like do their own education, they can't see, or if they're unwilling to see past it, then I think that that's like a poor choice. Okay. And that's interesting that you say it's not for everyone because I, I guess most of the people that I have seen talk about or I've talked with kind of say it's kind of like a blanket thing that everybody has. So like, what do you, what do you, when you, when you say white privilege, what do you mean by that? Um, so when you have white privilege, um, I believe it's easier and keyword it might, or sentence phrase would be, it might be easier for you to have a better education have a better financial situation growing up, have supportive parents, have um, supportive friend groups, uh, have a certain religion that you're affiliated with, where um, be less exposed to crime, less exposed to drugs. There's so many factors. And I, yeah, and yeah, white people can be exposed to these types of things, but it is very common for people of color to have different experience than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm going to speak on that. I don't think my life has been like this luxurious life of privilege. Like I was raised by a single mother who worked very hard, had nothing. Um, I had a lot of, she had a lot of support from um, like my grandparents had to take care of me and I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say my whole life story. Like there's a lot more to it, but like, I do see where in certain areas I have had white privilege. Okay. So. Fair enough. So like, so I, I don't think that there, that there is such a thing as like white privilege that everybody has. Cause I, would you, would you say that there is such a thing as like, I'm Hispanic. Like, do you think that there would be instances where I would have Hispanic privilege or like, you know, or there's black privilege or like where different ethnic groups have something or are able to, to, to get something that. Yeah. Um, I would say one language, if you can speak Spanish, um, that's an advantage within that group. And I learned Spanish because it, it would, 
is an extra resource for myself and for others. And also it's just good. Like I like learning another language, but besides that, it's like, yes, it does give you that. And also if you identify with a lot of like the cult, like cultural norms, then you'll, you have an advantage in that group or within that setting. Same with, you know, um, yeah, with any group. So yes, you could have an advantage in the cultural aspect. So is maybe your argument that because uh, America is a majority white culture, that that's why white privilege is a thing in America? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got okay. It. Would yeah, you I say that? Okay. I just didn't know, like my brain kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got you. Oh, sounds good. Like, do you think, because here, so I could see that, like, like what, you, what you mentioned there, like with, with language and stuff, I, like I work as a, as a car salesman and it helps me a lot when somebody walks in through the door. I can speak Spanish with them, and w- while my coworkers aren't able to communicate with them, yeah, like I, I see that definitely is an advantage. Like, do you think that's a how do I phrase this? I don't know. Like, do you think that having white privilege is a bad thing? Like, is it something that people should should not? I'm just like should not want to have, or like if if they identify that because, like you said, like the culture is predominantly white and 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 uh, there might be advantages to that being white in a this culture. Do you think that's a bad thing? Um, no, and I and I can confidently say no because I had to. I took a course um, at my college, and a lot of it was like self reflection and like cultural reflection. And I still do courses like this now. And for a while, I did feel guilty or like ashamed mm-hmm. almost have you know, certain privileges because I am white. Um, but I've kind of like conquered through that. And I've realized that it's not my fault that I'm white. <laughs> like yeah. that sounds really like it's, it's nobody's fault. It is what I was born into. And I was born into an American society and, and I was born in Wisconsin and I even worse, maybe worse. Again, it's not a thing of guilt or shame, but like Janesville, Wisconsin, which is predominantly white. And so, yeah, I, I used to feel guilty, guilty, um, that I, some, you know, I was feeling like kind of upset, like, geez, like all these other people like have it so bad. And I have this, this, and this because I'm white or I'll never be denied, um, a house to rent or I'll never be denied, um, probably basic healthcare or just all these things because I'm white. Like there's a full list and I kind of want to go find it. I've had to do it in a few of my classes and it's like the, because of my race, blah, blah, I will never blah, blah, blah. Because of my race, I will never blah. And list goes on and yeah, I could identify with a lot of those things, but it's nothing to feel ashamed of. However, it is something to recognize. Fair enough. That's very different than what I've heard a lot of people say. Weird. Because a lot. <laughs> no, honestly, because because yeah. I have heard I have heard people say like, yes, I have white privilege because I'm white, but I need to get rid of it. Like, I can't. You can't get rid of it. You that'd be like someone being well, this actually happens a lot. And it was weird because I kind of felt like we were going to talk about this. Um, sometimes people, if they're born to minority population, they sometimes feel um, shame of their own mm-hmm. race. And like I said, I was kind of feeling shameful that I was born into white privilege and yeah, it happens a lot, especially in, um, yeah, Hispanic communities, um, around like middle school kids start to kind of like doubt their heritage and like doubt their race or have like shameful feelings towards it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like it's not their fault and yeah, it's just how we're born, I guess. No, fair enough. I mean, we can talk about that because one of the things I remember something when I was growing up, like, I don't know about you guys, but like when I was in school, we would make jokes like, and, and I say this because I'm a Hispanic, I'm an immigrant. Like I came here from another country. I'm a, I'm a Hispanic guy, Latino. And I would be like, or me and my friends would be like, yeah, we can't do that because we're, we're Hispanic or whatever. And like, I remember one of my. That's crazy. Well, sorry, I'm going to interrupt just so I don't lose no. the thought. I'm really bad if I interrupt too much, cut me off. But right. um my friend, she has like some Latina on her, but she's like somewhat white too. 
and or like half, I don't know, she's just like mixed and I don't know in what variation. Um, but we were listening to a song in the car, like with our friends and she goes, oh my gosh, this is white people music. We were like, a song, it is yeah. a song. We were like, yeah. we didn't call her out for it in the moment, but then me and my boyfriend, we were talking, we were like, it's just a song. Why is, why can only white people enjoy it? Just like, I don't know. Yeah. It was super, yeah. yeah. Like you're saying like these norms of like, oh, I can't do that because I'm Hispanic. No, Which that is, really, yeah, it's, it really is prevalent until like one day I like said something like that. And, and one of my friends who happened to be white was like, like, why do you say that? Like, that's not true. Like, it's not even, it's not true. And, and like the, 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 the danger that I see, like I was saying before, like I do see, or I have seen people that are like, I have white privilege and I have to get rid of it. And like, it's not a good thing that I have this thing, which is different with, than what you were saying. And I've seen people in minorities that are like saying people that have white privilege, like they need to give it up. Like they have to give us something because we don't have what they have. But this is very different from what you're saying right now, where you're saying like, we're born with advantages like potentially potentially pot depending okay, on the person yeah, yeah, yeah you could be you are more likely yeah i'm correcting myself but you are more likely to be born with certain advantages over some a minority or oh it's wrong to say minority actually i'm really trying to learn oh. you're like yeah it's i actually read a full like article on it you can't say it well, why not like, I, what do they're supposed to say people of color because oh. like we're trying to shift the you know, shift the language because minority technically means like, yeah, there's like an inferior and a superior or that there's a majority and minority. Oh. So it's kind of like wrong language. Um, and I wasn't corrected of this until like a while ago, but that is part of me having white privilege is taking those recommendations and learning from them. Like with my yeah, with an with my education, I guess. Fair enough. This is this is taking a different turn than what I thought it was going to take, but in a good way. Like this is very different than what I was expecting, which is good. Which is this is why we have this podcast. Um, because I had a conversation not too long ago on this very podcast about the same topic, like about um, like social justice and white privilege, and it was a very different conversation. Um, but um. You've answered a lot of a lot of questions already. <laughs> I told you I could just do it fast. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. No, so so like I agree with you in the sense that man, I'll I'll explain to you where I'm coming from. Like I I believe in this country at this point in time, or I guess maybe this is a question I could ask you. Do you think like America right now is a racist society? Like are we built on racism? Um, implicitly, yes. Um, and we were built on, ra on racism because however many years ago, wish I had the exact figure, people were enslaved for the color of their skin. Um, and all that happened was that slavery turned into prisons and schools that have rich white children somehow do better on their tests and have better teachers and more resources and in poor urban areas or other areas they don't do good on tests and yeah or their resources even from a young age um i've read statistics that kids can know their like race and their income or um like socioeconomic status by like the age of like three or four without even being told by their parents. They just understand like their place in society at that young age. So okay. yes, I do believe it like still lives in America. Racism okay. still is here. Okay. See, I would disagree with that. I, I think there are obviously like disparities. I can't, we can't dispute that, right? Like you can, you can see it. Um, but I don't think necessarily it has to do with with race at this point in time, like not not today. Obviously, we could go back in time and and look, like you said, people were enslaved because of the color of their skin. There were laws in place that said uh, white people only restaurant and 
you know, you can't use the same water fountain and you can't use the same parks and separate whatever. Like we can point to those laws and and obviously those were racist laws, but I don't think that that's something that we're dealing with to this day. Like there are definitely the disparities, but I I think there are other factors at play in that. Um, Yeah. So my disagreement or not agreement, my comment on that is um, civil rights movement was only like 50, 60 years ago um, for people of color to be able to vote. And like I said, slavery might not still be here and the certain laws might still not be here. And certain laws have gone into effect that are in favor of people of color, in favor of women getting hired or getting equal pay. Like, yes, the laws are there on the surface, but peel back, you know, peel back the surface prison populations. Look at prison populations. Like, how come... I, I, I don't know. And it's just yeah. like, and it's kind of like petty crimes too. Like, is that like possession of marijuana? How come all these people of color are locked up over possession of marijuana? I was going to say, you, you, you won't find any disagreement from either of us on that. No. Issue, certainly. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah it's no. messed up. And so, and also, so look in our prison systems and look in our school systems and you know, that's that secret. That's what implicit means. It means it's hidden. It, we can't see it where obviously the laws say, yes, of course, racism's gone. People are all equal, but one, it wasn't that long ago. So think about, think about it. It'd be like my great grandparents, which I actually had like the pleasure of growing up with, like I got to grow up with them for a long time. My great grandparents dealt with that. So what they were going through is still only three, gen- three four generations ago. So mm-hmm. we can't, it's like, yes, I'm super glad that we have moved forward as a society, but we can't ignore what has happened to people and what is still happening to people. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you that there, we have really bad laws in this country. Like we really do. Um, and, and our government enforces said bad laws. Like Caleb said, like you will find no disagreement with us on, in terms of like, I, I don't think people should go to jail for, for selling drugs because if that's what, if someone willingly does that, it's a victimless crime. And I, willingly I buys it too. Like yeah, they have market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Right. But, but what I'm saying is, is like, there, there's a reason that I, I just, I, I just wouldn't say that. Because these laws, these horrible laws, these bad laws apply to everybody. It's not like specifically by race. You get what I'm saying? Like, like there's not yeah. like a law that's so. So that's what that's where I'm like. I don't think it's. I, I do believe that there are racist police officers. There definitely are. Like, they're people, right? There's there's racist systems. Like we have a bad system. I just don't think that that across the board, broadly, like in America, that racism is the thing that's we have bad laws. We have unjust laws, but not necessarily because they're racist laws is where, where I'm coming from on that. Yeah. And I think, so what I was saying, let's look at prisons and schools yeah. and let's say, let's say police officers and teachers. Um, like they may not be racist individuals. Like I said, majority of people, if they have any sort of bias, it's implicit and it's something that they one need to recognize and two, then work on. But police officers are specifically told and trained to go over police areas of people of color. So the reason that, yes, all these laws apply, but I don't see police at my door for X, Y, and Z. And if they did show up for X, Y, and Z, then I would, because I'm like, just this like, little white girl like he 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 hi oh what's going on officer have a great day like I'm not being questioned and or I'm not being targeted or then like look at schools if you look at like yeah teachers aren't told or you know teachers aren't going to treat certain children bad on purpose but if you look at the resources in a school compared to like the population of the school so like 
settings that have like lower socioeconomic status, they need more social workers, they need more counselors, they need resources for food, they need um, more people to help them get like education, like, because they can't go home and do their homework. Where as someone with white privilege might be able to go home and do their homework and has a parent that helps them and doesn't have to worry about their food that night, things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. And then like teachers, yeah, they aren't like trained to be racist, mm-hmm. but if you look at how many kids of color get discipline referrals from teachers, as opposed to, let's say a white girl, it's way higher. Or How often do they get in trouble? Or even like, let's even start younger, like daycares. Some people have enough money or resources or power or community knowledge to put their kid in a really great daycare. So from that start at two years old, their future is already basically predetermined or could be predetermined. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I think there are other factors at play. Mm -hmm. Like that is not, it's not just race. And I don't think that's what you're saying either. I don't think you're saying it's just race, but like, For instance, one of the things that really concerns me for specifically the black population in America is that like the overwhelming majority of black children born in this country are born into single parent households already, you know, off the bat, they're set up for, they're in a bad family situation already. And they have to deal with that. And it, it's been proven, right? Like the, 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 the terminer of success. I mean, the American dream is right. Like go to graduate high school, go to college and have a job. Like if your family, if your mom and dad are together and you grew up with that, like your chances of fulfilling the American dream, the quote unquote American dream are exponent. Like it's pretty much guaranteed that that will happen. But like, unfortunately, I think it's, I think it, and I speak this from, Again, experience doesn't dictate truth, but I've seen this. And like I said, the 70% thing, and I think there's a culture issue. And I I speak this from a, from a, you know, standpoint as well. Like there's a culture difference. Like I I used to live in in Beloit and there's a very different culture there than there is in Beloit and here in Janesville. Um, And I don't think it necessarily has to do with, with a racist system. It just has to do with the people that are there. And, for some reason it happens to be this specific group of people. Does that, does that kind of make sense where I'm coming from on that? Um, yeah. So like, Oh, I wish I could also, I was like listening, but there was like something you said, um, based, Oh, fatherlessness. So like a lot of white people grow up without fathers too. Like me being one of them, basically Mm -hmm. all of my friends being some of them, like I, I don't think it's a determinant and maybe more so boys need their father than girls need a father. But I think the most important thing, and like, let's also, let's say, um, let's say someone that has two moms, they go and their, their moms are lesbian and they have two moms and these moms both have great jobs. They fully support their child. They do everything for their child. Their child grows up in an emotionally stable house. They have all the resources they can. And it boils down to resources because let's look at resources in Janesville schools or Janesville community and resources in community. Even and that's close to home. Or let's, you know, let's think about even like somewhere like New York. I'm sure upstate New York, there's so many resources. And then you go to these like other areas and yeah, it's hard to get food on the table. So I don't think it has to do with not having a dad. I think it has more to do with your support system. So because or I didn't have a dad, but my support system went beyond that in many branches. And so like I had my mom that, you know, like worked her butt off and I had some like grandparents and then I had like some of her friends. And like, because I had all those, a child is not just here's the child and here's the two parents. A child has like all these bubbles, all these branches to what can make them mm-hmm. successful. And the answer is not a dad. It doesn't have to be a dad or it doesn't have to be a mom. It has to be someone that can fully support them 
like through anything. Okay. And I don't think a two parent household or this like perfect, like utopian, whatever is the answer because think about people that have like polygamous relationships and there's like four people in the household and one kid. And let's say all these people are emotionally available for that child. And this child has all these resources. How can that child fail? They have four adults for that one child. And not that the numbers need to outweigh, let's say, you know, it's stability. It's it's stability of who is raising you. It's, and even as you grow up, it's stability, um, of your friend groups, of your social networks, of your coworkers, it kind of determines your success as well. So. Okay. Fair enough. So like I'm coming at it from a, from a Christian perspective in which children should be born because sex is to happen within a specific context. And that's supposed to be within marriage uh, between a man and a woman in a covenant relationship. And so like everything, because again, I'm coming at it from a biblical perspective where that is God's plan for the family is a man and a woman coming together in covenant relationship. And that's, that's the family. Like that's, that's God's ideal. Uh, standard. Was, yeah. what, what did you say? It's like God's ideal. Yeah. It's what yeah. he wants for, it's what he wants for us. And I think like, because of that, that's like, where people are going to flourish. And I think that's, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I I guess we have to also define like, what is success ultimately in all of this? Um, in, yeah. So, in, um, hold on. I just, so I'm, I'm a Christian too. Okay. Um, and I think, yeah, there were certain things that written in the Bible, like, you know, all the, um, these things that happen all the time, like, you know, two parent household, a mom and a dad, no, um, relationships that are homosexual, no, no drugs. I'm, or it doesn't really say no drugs. It kind of just says like proceed with Don't caution. Get drunk. But anyways, yeah, it yeah. says like proceed with caution, but, um, you know, no, no, this, no, that. And then my God, our, our same God that we both believe in, my God tells me that he accepts everyone no matter what. My God tells me that it's okay for people to be homosexual. My God tells me that all these ideal family structures are just like our societal norms. And there's no point of putting this much pressure on people when God loves everyone for who they are, where they are and yeah, what they do for this world and your significance and how faithful you are to God. And like, sorry, this this just got super religious, but like, Oh, I like this. I like where we're going with this. I want to keep on this, on this track. (laughs) So my, my feeling of this is that yes, the, you could go look at the text of the Bible, Mm -hmm. but also not everyone can follow that. And not everyone believes what we believe. Not everyone is a Christian, so we can't, that can't be for everybody. Some people will never believe in God. Do I think it's sad sometimes? Yeah. Do I think it's cool sometimes? Yeah. I'm so glad that everyone's so different and everyone has like all these different perspectives and different religions. And so the Bible cannot, the Bible can be the standard for our lives because you believe in God and I believe in God but it uh-huh. cannot be the standard for everyone. So, so what is the standard for everyone then? Like, how do you determine whether somebody is, is, is right or wrong? Because we're, because we're saying, because I think you would agree with me that racism is a bad thing, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that true for everybody? Like, is it true for the person that says they don't believe in God? Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds weird, but I think, no, I, if you, if you look into other religions or other um, like people that are even like atheists, but then they have like morals. A lot of the morals are just like, be a good person. Don't hate others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or like, even if like they have like a different God, like it's like pray or be faithful to your God or your gods. And our morals are 
like almost about the same, like across, and that's not even, this is even for people that have no religion, like people even without religion or without a moral compass, or like, so they have a moral compass despite the fact that they don't have a God. So what would dictate a perfect society? That I don't know because there's really no such thing because it's never going to be perfect for everyone because everyone is always going to have a different viewpoint on what's yeah. good and what's not. That's that's right. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is even though we have different viewpoints, there are obviously viewpoints that are right and that are wrong, like across the board. So mm-hmm. I, like, for instance, God says you shall not murder and he is the God of the universe. He's the God of, of, of me here in Angel Rodriguez in Janesville, Wisconsin. He's the God of, of the man in, in South Africa right now that doesn't know, has never it. heard of the Bible. Exactly. Right. He's, he's still his God. And he says, you shall not murder. And God has given, like the reason that people have these common morals that we can kind of identify is because the Bible, as the Bible says, we all have a conscience that you know, tells us right from wrong. Now we try to suppress the con- our conscience and say, you know, this isn't because we like to do what we want to do. And I say this for myself as well, right? Like I want to sin. I want to do what I want to do, but God has given me a conscience that let's, that because of that conscience, because I know God exists, because I don't think that there is such a thing as an atheist because God has given us a conscience, like we're accountable to him. So I guess uh, we th- there is a standard like we live as if there was a standard of right and wrong like we know that racism is wrong we know that murder is wrong and i guess like haley you you said you know my god doesn't see anything wrong with like homosexuality or with you know believing in other things like where did where did he, where do you get that from you know where did you get that idea from mm, myself <laughs> like i um I guess like also my church, like, I feel like my church is really accepting. And, um, I actually wasn't a Christian up until like a couple of years ago. Like I didn't really believe in anything. Mm-hmm. And like, I did always have like that conscience, but like, I just wasn't like sure what it was or like, sometimes I would believe it's like a higher power, but I wasn't exactly sure. And one of my, um, hesitations into going into a faith was that it wasn't accepting of everyone or that I as a Christian would be viewed as a bad person because sometimes it's hard to be a Christian in today's society. Like it, it really is. And sometimes you want to live on like that. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it is hard sometimes. And so one of the main things, I don't know, I just like, I read into it a lot and like read God's word or, well, I had it like read to me basically, or like understood for me because I would like go to these like Bible studies of, uh, and ask all these questions, like, why, why, why? Like, you know, before I can even believe in God, like, why, why, why does all this happen? And I don't know, I, God is so powerful. And I think that, yeah, I think he accepts, not he, I don't even like to say he, my God's a woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. But like God um, accepts everyone. I, what do you, I don't, I don't, I, he, he doesn't though, because I think, and here's why, because Haley, I don't think you would say the same thing. Like you wouldn't say God accepts the murderer. That's no. the mass killer. No, why not? No, because that's in everyone's moral even if, even if for some reason they don't have God in their life yet, or Mm -hmm. they never will, that isn't everyone's moral, like, no, no, no. I don't know how to describe it. Like the devil on your shoulder and the the angel on your shoulder and everyone's devil on their shoulder basically says, don't kill people. Don't hate people or, you know, it's a, well, don't like bully people basically. Mm -hmm. Um, don't I don't know like there's just like those few like moral things that no matter no matter what I think basically everyone has like they would know that when they were like killing someone that it was wrong and yet they do it which is the interesting thing right like well that's the thing human nature or God knows that this world isn't perfect and that 
and people commit sins Mm -hmm. and we are on like this human earth and we have humanly minds and humanly bodies and we do human things and not to say that it can't be forgiven, but like, or can all be forgiven because I don't think murder can, but that's only like, again, I have no idea. I have no idea what, what God will accept or decline or reject or what the true consequence. I mean, we have no idea. I, I think, I mean, you have an idea because yeah. I know, I know what, like, I know what you're going to say, like there's heaven and hell. And there yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I believe that too. Yeah. But I think there is like opportunities for redemption. I, I agree mean, with you. And I, again, this is getting religious, but like Jesus died on the cross for our sins and mm-hmm. Yeah, murder is probably a really extreme example, but let's even take like a like a minimal, I don't know. What there's like a like a sin that lying. Everyone in yeah. their life has lied. Yes. Lied. Yeah. So you but you can be like redeemed or forgiven. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. And and like and, and you find this interesting, but the Bible says that liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Like God is not a liar, so He sees lying as because He's so good, He's so holy. Like you said, God is good, He's powerful, um, and He's so good that He's not a liar, and so that's why it's wrong to lie. Like God's not a murderer, so it's wrong to to murder. And God is our standard of of what's right and wrong, and mm-hmm. so like, and He's very clear in His Word. He said, you know, not to not to lie, not to murder, not to blast not to have other gods before him he said i am the lord he knows of no other gods and jesus himself said i am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me like there's there's not because god has said it not because i i believe it because i'm i'm just angel i can i can i'm just like you said like we are people and we sin i'm a human being and I, i feel every single day but god has spoken and he said this is what's right and wrong and so like he can he does forgive us. There is redemption. And that is through what Christ did on the cross. Like he took on that punishment so that those that repent of their sins and tr- turn from them would have eternal life. Like it's amazing because we don't deserve it. Mm-mm. But it, but it, it, it also like, I'll, I'll put, I'll put it this, this way for you, Haley. Like if you and I, like, let's say I was in, in a courtroom and I murdered somebody, I'm going to use murder. Cause it's like, like you said, it's like something that we can, most people look at it and it's like, it's just a horrible thing. Like, let's say I, I murdered somebody and I stood before the judge and I knew that this was a good judge. And I going into the court courtroom, into the court case, I said, well, I know this judge will accept me. Like, he'll just be like, okay, like he's a, he'll just forgive me. He'll just overlook what I did. And if he did so, you wouldn't like, that would not be a good judge. Like you would be rightfully yeah. angry with that judge. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing with God is he's a good judge. So he has to punish our sin and he's, he's determined what that is. And the only way is for us to be made right with him is through actually repenting of our sins. There has to be a a punishment paid and God's word is, is clear in, in, in that lying is a sin. Um, Fornication is a sin. Homosexuality is a sin. Racism is a sin. Partiality is a sin because Mm -hmm. that's what God says. And I mean, all people everywhere, God calls to repent. That's what the Bible teaches. So yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think about all that? <laughs> like, if, I mean, yeah. We have, we have no indicator of how much sin is too much sin. So let's say like I've lied a hundred times in my life. Mm-hmm. Once I've been one times, is that when, is that when I, you know, like how do we have no indicator? Just like, so that's why. It's actually really interesting. Um, have you ever seen Handmaid's Tale? I haven't, no. Okay. I've heard well, of it, on, but I haven't seen it. Um, it's on Hulu, and it's a really good show. And basically, they live in this dystopian society where God's word is the word, and their government is God's rule. And you see like how terrible <laughs> this could end up. Like You should really watch it. Um, like just how, yeah, it's, it's terrible. And I watch it and I am afraid for the future. 
because I could definitely see it heading in this direction. So do you want like a little synopsis of this show so you can have sure. a better understanding? Okay. Sure. Um, so this show is basically, so Handmaid's Tale, um, basically the structure of the society is that there's like a commander, the husband, and there's a wife. And if for some reason the wife is like infertile, then there's a handmaid. So this handmaid, there's like a bunch of them because for some reason there's a lot of infertile women, which also it's crazy because infertility is also like rising right now. Like it's very common for women to be infertile. So let, you know, let's say this could potentially happen. So these women that are infertile, they have a handmaid and this handmaid is basically like a child. They like are all like held captive. They're trying to like run away and be refugees like in Canada. And like some people got away to Canada and some people can't get away. Um, and yeah, like these handmaids, they are, yeah, like they're treated terribly. They're brainwashed. They're raped. Um, the like commanders can basically like get away with anything they want. And they just like live in this society where they're just like constantly quoting Bible verses because it's like their way of life or like, Mm -hmm. it's like eye for an eye or like if a handmaid or like someone of like lower stature, like commits a sin, like, or says something wrong, they get their tongue cut off. Um, just like all these crazy things. And it's really weird because you're hearing these like Bible verses in between it. And you're like, Whoa, this is crazy. Or like they walk around like robots basically. And they're like, under his eye, blessed be thy fruit. And like, just all these weird things. So I don't know. It's just, it's a very extreme example, but I do recommend watching it because it's how people can understand that, um, government and religion shouldn't mix. Okay. They shouldn't mix because it helps people understand or kind of see why. I would say that no matter what, like government and religion are the same, like, especially right now in America, they're, they're the same thing. Like, cause, cause we, cause we're talking about morality, right. And like ultimate standards of right and wrong. So like what you're describing in the hands, man, handmaid's tale is not biblical Christianity. Like the Bible would, so somebody could obviously twist scripture and, and maybe come to that conclusion, but like God is very, high standards for right and wrong and raping somebody in God's word, you deserve the death penalty because people are made in the image of God, like enslaving somebody, somebody that kidnaps somebody else. God says the person that kidnaps somebody deserves a death penalty because you're doing something so horrible to somebody that that in the image of God. And like every human being has inherent worth and value in the sight of God. And and the only way that we can actually say that and tie, tie it back into the, conversation kind of about like about racism is if there is a standard like if there is actual human worth and and there is because we're made in the image of god so like i i agree with you like what the high what you're describing in the handmaid's tale is that's horrible but that's not that's not biblical christianity that's not god's law um there is things in there though that like you they literally read bible things that are in the bible and technically mm -hmm. It could be the law in the way that they're viewing it in their society um, for these, like they're viewing it as it's not rape. It's called like a, uh, what's, what do they call it? Something, I don't know, like they don't call it rape because Mm -hmm. the whole society has like changed that it's like for the purpose of God. And like, it's not kidnapping because these women are like the saviors and like, it's, um, I don't know, like. Yeah, I can't really describe it unless, like, describe it more unless you watch it. But yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, and I guess I would bring it back to our society. I mean, and you might disagree with this view, but I see it today in our society. It's not murder; it's abortion. It's, but we're talking about people that are being killed, babies being killed in the womb. And God says, "You shall not murder." And He sees, and He says, "We're knit together in our mother's womb," and and we, we uh we're made in the image of God. So like people have inherent worth, including in the womb, but our society says it's not murder, it's abortion. You know what I'm saying? So like we're, we're all twisted. Yeah. Well, we are twisted. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, I guess the way that I would 
view that is that we don't have church in our government in that aspect because not everyone believes the same thing. So how could it be my choice for somebody else's body that doesn't have the same beliefs as me? Mm -hmm. Or how could it be my choice that even if they do have the same beliefs as me, how could I judge them? Or because I don't know their circumstances. Or how could it be my choice or my government's choice to have control over a life that would be um, once born or once lived? Um, Probably pretty sad. Like they don't have money and they don't have parents and they don't have that support network. And so who am I to judge or who am I to say that that can't happen? And we can believe that it's wrong. We can believe within our own selves because like you have a wife and you have a one-year-old child, you know that the moment that she got pregnant, there's no way you're getting rid of that child. But not everyone lives on on the same, on that same moral as you do. Mm -hmm. And and we can't dictate other people's morals. But uh, Haley, I hope you you recognize this, that if if we were to use that argument, if we were to change it to something like racism or slavery, it would it's a very slippery slope to then say somebody could use somebody could use and I, and I say this respectfully, not not to say like a got you, but like this is just so you think about no, I about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, somebody could use the same argument that you just made for slavery. And they could say, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the same morals that you do. So I'm going to do what I want to do over here. And you don't have a say in that. And you can't judge me for the decisions that I make and that I'm choosing to, to make. And, and, and that's a, that's a dangerous place to be because I think I like agree. you said before. Yeah. Right, and right. I didn't, and I also, it's kind of weird. Like you, like I share kind of like a bolder opinion like that. And mm-hmm. it's like you've shared a bold opinion and then you know, to hear that contradiction in that perspective is actually, um, it's very good. Um, I think, oh, it's so hard because for me, it's so different. Like those two topics are so different. Um, and I guess we don't know because we didn't live through like times of slavery and like how bad that could have yeah. been. A lot of a lot of the same arguments that are made today for abortion were very similar arguments were made for the for slave slavery in our country. Like people didn't see people of color, black people, as fully human, which is wrong. And the same thing is true yeah. with the the abortion argument. People saw black people as property and said, "This is my property, my choice. I get to do with them as I see fit." Um, they said, um, "My body, my I, choice." Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or the, if I let them be free, their lives would be a, a lot worse than if they were my slaves. And it's the same argument as if I let them live, they're going to live a very bad life. Right. Wow. And, yeah. And you see what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, like there is a standard of right and wrong. And we have to, we have to acknowledge that that's God, or we live in a society where we can't point to these things as we can't even point to slavery as being bad. And we, and our government is really, pointless at that point because it's if because our government whether we like like they're gonna make they make laws and they enforce those laws and and there's a standard by which we judge whether those are good laws or bad laws um one of my my thoughts was so slavery became abolished but people still had slaves so they had like indentured Mm -hmm. servants um So they found a way around the system, just like Mm -hmm. if abortion becomes illegal, people are going to find ways around it. So yeah. And like, again, that probably is like a invalid argument, but what I'm saying is like, there will be people that have different morals that will find a way around a law or around God's law, because naturally people are sinners and they're going to choose. They're going to choose. Naturally people are selfish. They're going to choose what's best for them. Right. I mean, but you can make the, again, same, same argument for slavery. Slavery still exists in the world, right? Even though it's illegal pretty much yeah. everywhere, yeah. right? You know, people still like, traffic yeah. people. Yeah. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. It, and, and I think, well, I think what kind of Angel's trying to get at is that even though one, even though that, you know, people are going to do bad things, no matter if there's a law or not, we still want laws because we want 
as much justice to be done as possible, right? We want to be able to catch people who do bad things and, and give them justice to help people who have been wronged. Um, mm-hmm. But then, then Angel's trying to get at is by like, what standard do we use? Um, and if the standard, oh, right, if the standard isn't, you know, God's word and, and God is the God of the whole universe, like, what is the standard? How could anything be more like ultimate than that? Um, and it, and it yeah. is so ultimate and it does seem so clear for people that believe in God. It seems so clear. But for people that don't or for people that have a different God, it's not so clear. And mm-hmm. even people that do believe in God do make do make choices, make bad choices. Yes. Yes, we do. No, I would be the first to say that. Yeah. And, um, and, and I don't think that either Angel or I would say something like, you know, we, we need to force everyone to follow God's law, right? Like, obviously, no. we have a government and in, in a way, you know, we, we can advocate just through social change, right, to to be like, hey, guys, you know, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is, tr- you know, the, the son of God. He, you know, and and through the the power of the gospel, right, through P- uh, God changing hearts and 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 then if if more people say you know this is kind of just where I'm kind of going with this right is if there are more people who do understand that yes uh, God is the ultimate standard then we we might see a, a society change and it you know it's, I don't think anyone who's serious about the Bible is going to be arguing like we should just all get our AK-47s and go force everybody to follow God's <laughs> yeah. law because it's it's for their own good but but rather like you know I don't think there's anything wrong and I, and I think this is Angel what Angel is saying too to just say, yeah, this is what's right and advocate for it, right? You don't have to do it through force, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to know the time and the place to advocate for and who to advocate it to. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, I have close friends that don't believe in God and I sometimes had to not keep my mouth shut because like, that's not fair, but I've had to be like, because of my religion or like I had this experience like with God the other day and like, you know, like you have to put it in like that light of, you know, yourself and your own beliefs and not like push it onto others. And then you also have to, um, yeah, like kind of what I was saying or what I believe is like God is for everyone and God accepts everyone and loves everyone. Um, and I think that's a lot easier for people to accept that type of love than to accept what's kind of scary or taboo is um i think people like a lot of people grew up with like parents that force religion on them or they grew up in like a very strict religious home or they saw like just really strict things or they just have like wrong ideas of what faith could actually feel like and be like and so i think it's important that we uh meet people where they're at yeah Oh, fair enough. It might seem like this is just a rabbit trail that has nothing to do with yeah. our original topic of discussion, but I think it I think it's important that we talked about this because ultimately like we have to identify um what injustice is and how we come to do that and then like the ultimate solution to that injustice. And so I I I believe you know if we believe that our our system is a racist system um, which I don't believe that that it inherently is. I do think that there is racism. I think there is injustice in our system. And the ultimate solution for that is, we've been saying is, is the gospel. It's that we are, God is holy. He is righteous. And we are not, we are sinners and we deserve the wrath of God. And yet he died on the cross and rose again. And he calls us to turn from our sin and put our trust in him. And he makes us a new creation. Like we love the things that love that God loves and we hate the things that he hates. We're called to love God and love neighbor and a, a new creation, a new heart is actually able to do those things and our society will change with it. Cause I see, I see the worth in a human being because God says this person is made in my image and you are to love them as yourself. And I, and by his help, I'm able to do that. And Haley, you, you mentioned something a while back. You said like, you know, how many times, how many sins is too many, right? Like, I just want to read this. It says, in James chapter two, verse 10, it says, for whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Like if we just tell one lie, like we're born as sinners. So we tell one lie, like there's nothing, we're sinners. And we, because God is so good, he has to punish that one lie. And we live in a 
fallen society in a fallen world. And our only hope is to turn from our sin and to trust in Christ. And that's, that's ultimately like what I would say is the solution to our, the injustices in our society is the God of Jesus Christ. So I, I'll turn it back to you, Haley. Like, what do you think just to kind of wrap everything up? And we've kind of touched yeah. went on a lot of rabbit trails. Like, what do you think is the solution to, to the problems that you see in our society? Um, the solution, yeah. the, the solution is education. Okay. The solution is God. Um, for those who have, you know, for those who have God or for those who are going to find God. And, you know, I've thought since the beginning of all of this, or whenever times are bad or tough, or you see, you know, places in the world where people have no food, you always are like, God, please help them. Please, please. Like, that is just my prayer, my plead. And, um, but when it comes to, you know, like God, yeah, God is the answer. Um, when that, that quote that you said, the, um, if they're guilty of one thing, then they shall be punished. We don't really know like what that punishment is. Like, let's say like I lied to my mom when I was five and I said, I ate my vegetables. Like what's my punishment at the end of my life or what's my punishment in two years from now? Like we have, we have no idea. So like, I think, yeah, I think that's hard. I like, that's a hard concept to think about, but I think education is the answer. And I think God is the answer. Yeah. Fair enough. This, so is, a, this is a good, was that? <laughs> so we agree at the end of it all. We re- see, I told you, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's still, I, I think we could literally have a lot longer conversation. If we had the time we, we yeah. would sit down and I think, I think you would, I don't think, and I don't say this to be ruined. I don't think we, I think there's a lot we disagree on specifically on, on God's nature. And, and, and uh, you, cause you said, we don't know what the end is. And I think God's clear in his word that our, our punishment is the wrath of God in hell, but we could, we could have a whole another well, discussion. Hell. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm just one. We are going to, so the, it says we're going to go to heaven or hell. Yes. But like I said, if my, one of my sins is lying, um, telling her I ate my vegetables when I didn't, I don't think I'm going to go to hell for that. Or I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for that from God. I think God's understanding. He's not a liar though. And he hates, I mean, the Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. And that's what the Bible says. That's. So you think that someone, so you think that when you're, when your kid grows up and if they lie to you, that they might go to hell. I know every single person is a sinner for all yeah. have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single person, I, I include myself yeah. in this yeah. and we all deserve hell. Yes. Like we are all on our own. If God did not intervene in our lives, we would all be sentenced to eternity in hell because that's what we deserve because he's so good and he has to punish our sin. But, but like, right. Luckily. Yeah. Thankfully. There's thankfully. Christ, yes. Right? <laughs> there's um, Jesus Christ. But, but that comes from an acknowledgement of the fact that we are truly sinners, right? Like, yeah. The you know and and someone who goes through their entire life continually rebelling against God and 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 doing all the things that he hates and and never turns to to Christ never turns to to that forgiveness won't receive it right like uh, oh, God's for, just not yeah. going to okay. overlook it right yeah. so and 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 I think also just what you know an angel's trying to point out is I think we as um, humans uh, often just don't get how holy god is and like how how um just giving given what scripture says of of his you know uh hatred of sin um like yeah even right that verse that angel read even one sin it's like you've broken the entire law because it's so god is so holy his 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 character is so pure that one drop of you know oil in this glass of water is going to ruin the whole thing and and that's our that's us right we we do the one thing and there you go it's all over and we keep doing it over and over and over again we we always do um but yeah. even the one would be it would be enough um but yeah so if so i i think we didn't have god but we do have god so right one would be enough if we didn't have god but we do right but enough. yes but but again for those who repent right for those who actually acknowledge that that is the reality of the situation 
Um, but I, I, when you said earlier, right, like, I, I think we'd agree. I think we would agree that the, the like solution is education and God, but I think yes. the outworking of what that means would probably be pretty different for, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. no, this is, this has been a good conversation and we usually end the episodes fun. with, yeah, with me saying, uh, I, I say something and I'm like, Haley, do you disagree with me or do you disagree with me? But I don't know quite what to make that statement <laughs> just because of everything that we've talked about. Yeah, what um, we try I, to usually do is like, you know, do you disagree with me like normal or do you disagree with me? Like we're having yeah. like a good conversation, but almost no one who has ever guessed on this show yeah. actually understands what we're trying to say. So we might need a different tagline. Yeah, we, we, we might. Well, I, so I think I think what you should make the tagline is um, agree to disagree with me. Like, you know, that saying like, mm -hmm. so like, I think keep the podcast what it is, but it's either do you, it'd be one, do you disagree with me completely? Two, do you agree with me completely? Or three, can we agree to disagree? And I think we can agree to disagree. Fair enough. We agree sure. on a lot, but we might disagree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, if, if I disagree on your Facebook post and if you disagree with my Facebook post, feel free to drop a comment. Oh, I'm done on Facebook. <laughs> I'm oh, done. When, when you go back, if, if you go back, yes, if <laughs> yeah. you go back, but no, I, Haley, before, before you go, I, I do want to ask you the most important question. I know we've talked about a lot of really important things tonight. Um, but this is honestly the most important question. And I want to make sure that we get your answer on this. Mm -hmm. Um, which one is better in your opinion, uh, Chipotle or Qdoba? And <laughs> keep in mind, there's only, there's only one right answer to this question. So Chipotle or Qdoba. All right. I'm gonna have to go Kidova. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure I'm winning, Angel. So this is I. I'm the Kidova guy. Angel's the Chipotle guy. I oh, think more guests have said they liked Kidova. I think yeah. Kidova just has more variety, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like, so there's a Kidova like right down the street from my house, so I can just seriously walk there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <gasps> Sorry, Angel. So. And there's Qdoba, so in Milwaukee, like when everyone's like super drunk at the end of the night, you go get some Qdoba on Water Street. And is it on? Yeah, it's on water. I, it's like on the corner of water and something. But, and for some reason at whatever, 2 a.m. And if you're a little bit drunk and need some food, that Qdoba right there just, it's just it just slaps. <laughs> I think I think it probably has to do more with just with location. I think if there was a Chipotle there, yeah. we would know the the the. I'm sure. The I'm sure. Well, sure no, I like Chipotle. <laughs> I like Chipotle's guac better, and mm -hmm. I like Chipotle's rice a little bit better. I think too. Yeah, we got good rice. Yeah, we got good food. I mean, they are better than Kidoba, but that's a topic for another day. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on. This was a really this, I think this is one of the most interesting conversations, honestly. I, I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised because I, 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 I had an idea going into it that wasn't what it turned out to be, and I'm happy for that. And so thank you so much for coming on, taking the time, and, and having a considered conversation with us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. All right, y'all. You can find us on YouTube, right, Caleb? Somewhere, yep. Caleb Empowers on YouTube. You can yep. find us on uh apple podcast mm -hmm. uh caleb and right yeah caleb and is where like the episodes are hosted um yes but uh yeah you can find them on pod on your favorite podcatcher most likely there we go and on facebook and twitter and uh if you disagree yeah. with us please write to one of those uh you know comment on a post yes uh, tweet us, us and we'll have a conversation yeah let us know who do you do this who do you disagree with all right y'all Peace.